Hey guys, Letitia here from Mindset 2.0, sitting down with my neuroscience friend. Um, we're going to geek out today. Now, Sarah is has got a neuroscience background. She studied anthropology. And for those of you who, do, who don't know, Sarah, what is anthropology? And tell us a little bit about neuroscience. Sure. As first of all, thank you for having no me. I'm super excited to be here. Cool. Uh, so anthropology is really just the study of humans, humanity, nice. why we are the way we are, and how did we happen to become that way. Right. So most common ancestor is um, chimpanzees, mm. apes, and how did we become human? That's anthropology and including culture and all of those things. Yeah, right. Neuroscience is studying the brain, so we usually learn on how the brain works in um, basic levels first, and then we dive deep. Everyone specializes in a very specific topic. Love that. So key takeaway, everybody specializes in different areas when it comes yeah. to neuroscience and anthropology, all that studies of um, humans and animals, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yep. Love that. So the reason I brought Sarah on the show is because I wanted to geek out, nerd out, and I've got a whole bunch of questions that I want to ask Sarah today. So sit down, girls and guys, and sit down and let's just learn from Sarah. Now, before we get started, Sarah is also the co-founder of a company called Maker and the other one called Hopscotch. Sarah, what's Maker all about? Just very quickly for our guests and Hopscotch. Sure. So with Maker, we are creating a new product. It's mm -hmm. pre-launched, so it can a little bit secret, totally. but we are creating a product that helps health conscious uh, consumers and also biohackers specifically mm -hmm. to stay consistent with their supplementation on the go. So care about out and about and have their health drinks with them uh, consistently and mm -hmm. conveniently. That is maker. So you can stay on your mm -hmm. optimal mental performance, physical performance all day. Um, and Hopscotch is a platform where we promote very special brands that we call impact brands. Mm -hmm. And we connect them with all conscious consumers and we're also going to develop very uh, unique content on there about sustainability and um, things like self-sufficiency, independence, a bit more technical things too. I love seeing businesses who are doing something good for the environment or for the people. It's not all about money. And we're going to talk about impact brands with Sarah shortly. Now, Sarah, curious, how did your journey start? I know that you studied um, biology at some point in your life, then you yeah. got into neuroscience. Um, tell us, how did your journey start? Because we're interested in your journey. Yeah, sure. So I think for me, it was a teacher who was someone I was looking up to who made biology really interesting for me. I think teachers have a big influence on us. Uh, went to study biology and neuroscience, yeah. like you said, and uh, I was, was really, really interested in the connection between biology, psychology, and this is what anthropology actually gave me. And this is how I learned what my passion is and what I want to teach as well and talk about love that it's really really crucial i think to understand these things it can literally change your life if you know how your mind works wow guys awesome <laughs> sarah let's talk about impact brands what is an impact brand what makes an impact brand different our viewers would love to know of course so we call them impact brands yep. because these companies genuinely balance mm. profit and mission like you said it's not all about the mm. money so these companies are sustainable at their core, but they even go beyond. They're okay. sustainable plus. So they do operate sustainably, have a really cool innovative product mm -hmm. that's very beneficial for the consumer as well, because we think if it's not, it's also not sustainable. Yes. If you buy a deodorant that doesn't work True. and throw it out, not really sustainable. Yeah. 
Um, and these companies also actively pursue their mission. So, mm -hmm. for example, there's companies that produce um, menstrual cups. Mm -hmm. So the cup itself already reduces waste. It's safe for you to use. That's really interesting. Um, and on top of that, the mission the company has is eradicate period poverty. So they actively go use their prof their profit, their time and efforts cool. to support um, projects all around the world. Uh, they donate period uh, menstrual cups that for to women that are in need and cannot afford them, basically. Um, and there's lots of stigma around this. So impact brands go beyond. They genuinely combine effort, profit and mission, and some of them even legally incorporate their mission mm -hmm. into their company structure. Wow. So they have to report on uh, pursuing the mission. Kickstarter is a PPC company mm -hmm. and also Patagonia. They're public benefit corporations and they legally, if you go onto the Kickstarter website, you can see a report every year on how they supported artists. Love they that. need to do that, otherwise the, the board members can fire. Well, that's something charge. new that I have no yeah. idea about. And Dan Schneider, a YouTuber, came to mind. He, yeah. um, he has a passion project. Um, he left his corporate finance job to start this project, and mm -hmm. he looks after tribes of lions, which he grows, and he's created like... Um, kilometer long facility out in I don't know if it's Africa or what. So guys, that is a passion, per, passion impact, something impact brand, public benefit corporation. Absolutely. So love really that. Really cool. Sarah. So it's all about balance with hopscotch. That's why it's called hopscotch. Yeah. Because if you play the game, hopscotch. you need to be in balance to leap forward and to make progress. That's where the hopscotch came from. Love that. Got to be in balance to go forward. Balance. Awesome. Exactly. Um, Sarah, one time me and you were speaking and you spoke about something, a concept called thinking fast and slow. Mm -hmm. Can you educate us, us on this um, concept? We'd love to know. Sure. So I really, really love that, that way of thinking. Yep. And it actually comes from a, um, a scientist. His name is Daniel Kahneman. Mm -hmm. And he worked with his partner, um, science partner, cool. I should say, yep. Amor Tversky. Mm -hmm. And these guys actually won the Nobel Prize for this studies that they did. They mm -hmm. basically came up with a field that is called neuroeconomics. Wow. So they're studying neuroscience and econ economy and okay. how we make basically decisions, to put it very simply. And the Kahneman came up, uh, it's actually a book, it's called Thinking Fast and Slower. Mm. It is a great book, it is a bit of a slow read, mm. it's, uh, it's very interesting but still a bit technical. Um, I wanted to bring it to you actually when I, I flew in, did. but I didn't too much travel. And what does he cover in this book, Economy and Neuroscience? Give us an example of something yeah. you learned. So basically the point is that your brain operates there's two different systems, mm. a slow system and a fast system. The fast system is all that happens automatically. Your habits, everything that your brain... Driving. Driving. Mm. When you're driving your car on a street that is empty and you know the road, you don't think about it. You don't, mm. if you have a manual car, you don't have to think about mm. it. Like, Pressing no. the thing. So that is your um, that is your fast uh, yep. system. That is also the system that comes with some flaws, I should say, mm -hmm. or downsides. Um, your brain does this to conserve energy because mm -hmm. you want to quickly quickly decide and do things. You can't yeah. consciously think about everything. 
So it also comes with things like, that's why illusions work. Mm. You, you know, the illusion, the, um, I think it's called Indian Meyer or something, mm -hmm. where there's two arrows and they're the same length, mm. but maybe we can put the, they're the, the same length, length they look different. But they look different just because of how the arrows are drawn. And this is wow. why your brain, yeah, some, some of these things work on your brain with the fast system. Also, I guess, why we box people into um, box people into groups and categories. So it's like in group, out group, because we are. It's it's easier and faster to understand. Yeah, or right. this person that quickly judge and that, that person. correlates with fa with fast thinking, slow thinking. Yeah, the fast system is the one with those shortcuts. Um, and these two, importantly, they don't go together. So like you just. Slow thinking is everything where your brain needs a lot of computational power. Where if I ask you, for example, what's 13 times 72? Tell me now. Gotta be slow, right? Yeah, that yes. is when you have to actually go and think about okay. it. Uh, things like this or complex concepts. Cool. And they, they, those two systems don't really go together. So you cannot think in high computational power while you do automated things. So we can give you, I can give you a little example. So yeah. imagine we drive to Tokyo, Tokyo to the mm -hmm. beach, uh, one, and a half, one and a half hours away from Melbourne. Let's say I'm driving. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm driving, driving, the highway's empty, I'm just going, going, everything goes automatic, you're chatting yes. to me because you want to entertain me. Talk. You talk, right? So everything's cool. And we go like 100 or something. Yeah. Then what happens is we come into a construction site, everything gets a bit closer. Uh, the lanes are getting just two lanes and I'm deciding that I want to take over a bit of a slow truck. Mm -hmm. So I'm putting on the indicator, looking, there's lots of traffic going, I'm going slow and going out and I'm, I'm focusing and I'm trying to not run into things, right? So what do you think you might do in that situation? Um, that would be slow. Into? That would be, are you talking about slow or fast? Well, you know, just what you would what you would do, like you say, you you telling a story. Mm -hmm. I'm driving, driving, and then I get into. A I'm going to be focusing on you more because you're slowing down. And yeah. you're more cautious. You might. Do you think you might stop your story and take? Not me. <laughs> Not me. I'll keep going. Okay, that, that was a bad example. Yeah. So you guys, maybe, um, maybe you thought, oh, I might. What I would mm -hmm. do sometimes is like. I stop talking, I interrupt Ooh. my story yes. because I intuitively understand or you might need your, oh, you cannot yes. focus on both. In that case, yes. You can't. Defending myself online, yes. You cannot focus on no. my story. Yes, and exactly. Also, so like if you're driving and I ask yes. you 27 times 13, you shouldn't focus yes. on the maths. So those two, they go together up to a certain mm -hmm. threshold and then you can only focus on one of the two, mm -hmm. right? So basically you're if you want to call it top-down rational thinking, mm -hmm. cannot go together with the other parts. So that's important. So give know. us an example, Sarah, for everybody that is bewildered and lost at the moment. That book and those theories and that science behind it, how can that come into play in our entrepreneurship and daily life? What does that book give us? What tools does it give us? And what can we take from that book and that, that study to just help ourselves? Right, give me that. an example of everyday life and how that what you learned can help us. Yeah, good question. Thanks. So um, I think I'm all about awareness and knowledge is power. Mm -hmm. So if you know these concepts, go through a book like that and all the examples, he gives, lo gives loads of good, good examples. Mm -hmm. um, you can just start catching yourself when you, for example, what I mentioned before, judgment. Mm -hmm. If you're judging someone, you can be just like, or 
I completely misinterpreted that because my, my brain just went somewhere without me even realizing it. Then there's other things like, for example, risk aversion. Mm -hmm. we, we hate losing things more than we love gaining reward, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Interesting. Do you know that? So this will also sort of influence um, the way you decide things. It's, based, it's, it's, it's influencing every decision you make in your mm -hmm. life. Um, there is things like negativity bias. That's mm -hmm. an easy one that, that everyone should know about. What For, is it? Yeah, we our brain likes to focus on the negative. Mm. In case you noticed already, mm -hmm. that is why media works. Is the whole business model, right? Um, what negative sells and gets your attention? Why? Because again, it's anthropology. Why did we evolve this way? We evolved in a completely different environment than the one we're in now. Mm -hmm. So it was really beneficial when we were out in the tribes and in nature to remember, oh, over there mm -hmm. in that corner, there was a snake and a lion last week. I might better not go there. Mm -hmm. Or the tribe over there in the north, they were really hostile and they were to kill us. So our brain loves to remember the negative stuff rather than the positive. Mm -hmm. um, this is one reason why, yeah, the, the, the whole um, negative, information that is bombarded um, that we are bombarded with a lot day to day if you look at social media and also classic um, mainstream media negativity sells and negativity draws our attention key takeaway our brain loves negativity in order to protect us so guys if you are scared to take a risk just remember it's normal your brain's just trying to protect you due to past experiences but take that risk now media yes media fake news clickbait you know, social media ads make you feel lost, make you feel like you need something, all of this. And so he's educating them that educating us in that book so that we can make better decisions by knowing exactly. our brains. Yes. Cool. Yes, that is actually exactly the point and it's it's really powerful to know these things. So if you wanna succeed, if you wanna succeed, better know your brain. And that's one of Sarah's missions, why she's doing what she's doing. She wants to give give us the tools and resources, tips and tricks so we can better understand ourselves in order to make better decisions and optimize our life. Love that. Sarah, you mentioned something in regards to system thinking. I've got my iPad, guys. System thinking and seeing connections and leverage points by zooming out. I'll repeat, system thinking and seeing connections and leverage points by zooming out. I'm presuming this means to take a step back and eagle eye view. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. Oh, wow. I'm getting really smart, guys. Carry on. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So what's a system? A system is a connection between individual points, mm -hmm. like an interconnected um, whole, complex whole. Mm -hmm. So yes, often with, again, this connects also to the media and like these simple, quick stories, quick solutions, negativity that is thrown at us this is often a linear way of thinking and ideologies are linear means linear. what for some of our viewers so it basically means that you do not mm -hmm. look at the system it's the opposite and i give you an example mm -hmm. in a second so it's probably easiest to understand Please. that way um so it's like you said looking at the forest rather than mm -hmm. only the trees it's good to also look at the trees it's important to know your individual stuff yeah. but zoom out to see how everything else might be affected because you might find the core issue if you don't look at the system we often look at symptoms it's mm -hmm. the same you can I even translate it actually mm -hmm. into medicine if, if, I, yeah. if I diagnose something and 
we, we, we think we have a really simple uh, solution rather than looking at the whole system and, and holistically, right, mm -hmm. at different, different effects. So I love the example because I'm into sustainability mm -hmm. with Hopscotch, what we're doing. I love the example of paper bags mm -hmm. and plastic bags. So I don't know if you knew, but the plastic bag was invented because people were worried that we cut down too many trees for paper bags. Okay. So the plastic bag was actually invented to help the environment. Sure. But then now plastics everywhere. Yeah. Plastics in our oceans, plastic killing, killing life, killing uh, animals in the ocean, and it's in our lungs recently. They found out now in our lungs because of the food packaging, correct? Everywhere. Wow. Yes. So now the problem is, well, the problem is there's lots of plastic yeah. we're making, right? So the surface solution might be to demonize the plastic and replace everything that's in plastic with something else, which mm -hmm. is what we do a lot. We try. So we look at this yeah. problem this way. It's sort of like, that's the problem. We are just replacing that material. There is a problem in that sometimes, not always, if there's an innovation mm -hmm. material, we have cool new materials um, that can compost, etc. cool. But what happens is also if it then becomes an ideology and like plastic mm. is the enemy, what happens a lot, in a, at least here in Melbourne, mm. there's a cafe I used to go to to get my lunch and you get in the plastic takeaway. Mm -hmm. What they do now, because plastic's demonized, um, they, they put it for you in a sort of carton box. Looks like carton, looks like paper, so we feel better mm -hmm. about it. But it has to have the inner lining of plastic still mm -hmm. because you don't the want your food to drop on the floor. Mm -hmm. So the problem with that is it's not recyclable at all. So this is might actually be worse what we're doing mm -hmm. now here than the plastic was if you would recycle it. Mm -hmm. So this is not looking perhaps at the core issue. If we zoom out, then the actual problem might be, for example, that we overconsume takeaway, that we single use, right? That might be the actual issue that we're looking at if you look at the whole system. And rather than replacing that one material with the other and keep going with our habits, we might say uh, that our overconsumption, single use of one material is the problem. Um, and what Uni, for example, did is a good example. They they went and uh, implemented this whole system of uh, normal plates. You can just go and eat your food takeaway in a normal plate and you can leave it wherever else on campus. So it's like rotating normal plates around. So that taps into the actual core issue mm -hmm. rather than just going like plastic's bad. Ah, let's run. It's definitely a difficult mm -hmm. one. Yes. Um, because of the way our world is and systems is. Um, for example, jam, peanut butter, cereal, how are you going to send that all over the world? You can't do con glass containers and we can't force everybody to go plant-based straight away. We, our communities can't support that just yet. But I appreciate what you said. It's about zooming out to look at the yes. big picture, to come up with solutions. Solutions, better solutions to problems, exactly. I love that. Sarah, can you give us a, can we nerd out for a second? Can you give us an um, example of how someone could implement that strategy by zooming out in their daily business life. Someone's struggling in business, they're overwhelmed, they want to, they know what they want, they want to do. How can they implement that? Right, how can they implement that? Yes. I think, um, again, it's about stepping back, going maybe 
pace down for a second, write it out. Perhaps I can imagine you can make uh, a mind map cool. to find those connections, mm -hmm. uh, find perhaps why is that issue there mm -hmm. in the first place. And maybe it's not the first thing you think about, but mm -hmm. it is something, something different that influences that in a systematic way. Sure, awesome. And what was the reason? Where did do you remember where you, when you first learned about that by any chance, or through which author or book? Yeah, there is uh, Daniel Schmachtenberger. That's a big one we can put in the comments. Uh, why did he specialize in that area? He's a very interesting human. You should check him out. Yeah, um, yeah he's very interesting. There's a relatively recent uh, Joe Rogan podcast Love with Joe Rogan. him. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was also another person with him, so he didn't get to speak as much. Okay. Watch his YouTube videos. Definitely will. He, I think he has an interesting story. He grew up, um, was uh, homeschooled, mm -hmm. I think. So very different way of thinking and looking at the world. Absolutely fascinating, dude. Okay, yeah. we're going to put his name in the comments below, guys. Awesome. So, Sarah, so many of my friends, so many people I know, entrepreneurs, um, in the business world suffer from imposter syndrome a little bit of a different direction but let's talk about imposter syndrome and what that means to you right yeah I definitely suffer from the imposter syndrome I still do I think it will probably never go away I was in the science world surrounded by people that had PhDs and were professors and I wasn't I started my master's degree mm -hmm. so even with that master's degree in, in the university I felt like mm, I don't know if I should be there and uh, so, so you've got a lot of personality, depth, soul. Of course, you're going to feel a little bit left out mm. in a lab kind of environment. It is true mm. that makes you feel lonely sometimes if you don't surround yourself with great for people. Sure. <laughs> so uh, imposter syndrome, yeah. So for me personally, it started to change a little bit. Um, imposter syndrome comes from, for me at least, from comparing yourself to others and not having the confidence in general so i would say anything that helps you build confidence in general in that i am worthy to say what i have to say someone can listen to what i'm saying and uh, even if i say something wrong that's a bit of growth mindset working i had a very fixed mindset mm -hmm. so i i hated admitting mistakes mm -hmm. i was hiding my mistakes why you wanted to do it right i think so i think i was i get that um yeah it's a bit also interesting already like kids already have this mm -hmm. at a little age uh, do you so know why in my opinion so it's when we're young we get told off for things that we do wrong and so we're scared to make a mistake and be imperfect. Absolutely. That's an issue I have and I still have, but I need to learn to embrace failure and imperfections. I feel you, Sarah. Exactly. This is something I also have to keep working on. And uh, growth mindset is one of the things, if you don't have one, I would totally... Growth um, mindset. Is that a book? No, it's... Oh, uh, it's a mindset. There's actually a book that talks about it, which is called Mindset, I think. Um, I think it was Carol Dwork mm -hmm. or something like that. And she talks about it, that it is already found in kids and uh, depends how your parents spoke to you as well. Yeah. If I tell you, I was always good in school. I just mm -hmm. fit into the Lucky system. You. Yeah, I know. It's just the way because I was fitting into the yeah. system. Others who don't, right? And I come home and if my mom says, oh, you have a good grade, you must, you're so smart. You must mm -hmm. be intelligent. It's, that might evoke the fixed mindset because I think my ability, the smartness, I'm smart, that gives me grades. It's not the hard work. Mm. That's the problem. So if I get a bad grade, that means I'm stupid, mm -hmm. right? 
if you if your mom would say like um ah oh, you must have worked really hard to get such a good grade well done or, mm-hmm. or next time we work harder to get a better grade then you'll be like okay cool mm-hmm. like effort compounds effort brings the outcome right and yeah so i had a very fixed mindset i um, i think i started doing little things to work on my confidence in general um step by step by step such as what such as um Putting myself out there a little bit. Mm, I started that. online. I started with the science communication a little bit mm. first long time where I didn't show my face. Then I started showing my face. Thank started God. getting up to people, yeah. saying hi. Sometimes it was really hard for me. Um, just opening up. Look uh, how far you've come. I know. Mm-hmm. I love it. And um, things like it can even go just for sports. I know mm-hmm. you go to the I gym. Hate sports. Oh, gym. Yeah. <laughs> on. I'm a runner, yeah. so I'm. Uh, First, like years ago, I wouldn't even like running in front of people because I felt like I'm probably look stupid or I'm bad at it. That's kind of stuff. I think most of us go through that. Yeah, and then step by step by step go. And uh, last year, I ran a half marathon by myself in lockdown, and I don't give a shit. We are allowed to shit shit anymore about how I look, you know. But it all step by step by step. No, I guess this is growth mindset again. And it started for me just by hearing people. If anyone, this is for mainly for entrepreneurs Speak or anyone us. who wants to be successful, mm-hmm. I bet I, can, I would put money on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if there's someone you admire and you look up to for what they achieved, they have a growth mindset. Um, yeah, so look up to us because we both have growth mindsets here. <laughs> We're constantly discussing ideas and strategies and bettering ourselves. Today I was nerding out while Sarah was talking about this coaching course, group meetings, this course she invested in. Love that shit. Guys, on another note, since it is Mindset 2.0, um, I really think that most of us should always have growth mindsets. If you don't have one, develop one. Yes. We are here to learn and evolve. Laziness and sitting in your comfort zone will not get you further. Okay, perfect. Right. And this is your brain doing it to you because your brain doesn't like. Your um, brain doesn't like being uncomfortable. Exactly. So mm-hmm. there's, um, I always talk about there's two forces, I think, that pull you. Love and fear. I was just trying to be smart. Love and fear. Oh, yeah, we can't it's probably. Two other oh, I mean, we, spiritual. Yeah. We can't, yes, exactly. It's kind of deep, but that, that sums Sweet. it up. That sums it up. What other two so, forces? I think there's your brain, right? Which we can go and categorize it further. Your brain, you know, complex subconscious and conscious. Um, but your brain, as I just uh, started saying, explaining before, it didn't evolve for this environment, right? So it evolved for being out there in survival. In survival. Yeah. And so it tries to protect you. It does not want you to grow or go and do entrepreneurship. Love that. Entrepreneurship Love that. is against everything the brain wants. You go like, I want to achieve, I want to grow, I want to build something. And the brain goes like, no, I want you to do that. Just sit on the couch and let mm-hmm. be entertained Chill. by Netflix. Um, so that's why those two don't go together. This one yeah. comes from like, whatever you want to call it. So being intuition, Fear, love or survival mode yeah okay. exactly so those two that's why it's so hard to go against that your brain doesn't want you to grow so for thousands of years we've been conditioned um to one of our but our minds have wanted to protect us as sarah yeah. says so of course you don't want to do that challenging thing but just do it anyway just do it anyway small step by step 
obviously okay, analyze okay. the risk we're not talking about you know jumping off a cliff just things like you know starting that new course or yeah exactly you want to say hi to someone exactly. can be a tiny 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 exactly right interesting interesting sarah do you believe in the law of attraction by any chance or in the thought in the concept of what you focus where energy goes where energy goes focus no where focus goes energy flows do you believe in those that concept because i do I do believe in those concepts. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Um, I was actually looking up recently on the surface level. Mm -hmm. I need to dig deeper what the science would say behind this stuff. But science is only catching up these days. Exactly. So I think there would be still a majority of people telling you there's no evidence for it. Um, however, mm. if you listen to a lot of people that studied it, even going back to Einstein, like. Mm. There is something there, and it, again, it comes back to the mechanism behind it. I guess can be still be unclear if this is like an energy thing, or you know, your brain also you see things that you focus on. So if I tell you to focus on like hearts, little hearts all mm -hmm. day, hearts, 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 and you go out there, you'll see hearts everywhere. Mm -hmm. So Love if it. it's that mechanism or if it's actually energy or if it's like a soul driven um, mm -hmm. kind of pathway for you, I don't know. And we'll figure it out. And uh, I don't know if we can ever prove it in some sort of way, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the mechanism behind it. It will be interesting to, to study it, but there is something there. And even if it's just a placebo effect or like I'm looking for things and I'm seeing those things, it works. Um, I believe there is so much more in the world that we cannot see with our eye. What, we only see 3% or something? Um, secondly, some of the most successful people in the world um, believe in the law of attraction. They wrote out a vision board. They wrote out, you know, what they want to achieve and they aligned themselves and they created it. I definitely do believe in co-creation, um, co guys. And as Sarah says, sometimes the mechanism behind it isn't that important. Just have some faith. We can't see love, but we know that it exists. We feel it. Yeah, Another yeah. example that I really like is how they say, there's music playing right now. Can you hear it? No, you can't. But if you tune in your, ra your radio into the right station, you can hear Arabic, Chinese, German music. It's all around us. All you got to do is tune in. So with that metaphor, it reminds me to tune in and elevate my vibrational frequency to the vibrational frequency that I want to attract. And one more thing for the cynics out there. All right, if you start your day with meditation, gratitude, visualization, and you jump up and down and build your momentum, isn't that going to um, put you in a way better mindset and allow you to attract what you really want rather than being depressed and defeated at home? It does. Exactly. Anyway. As, as do the people you surround yourself with. As exactly. just their energy, their, their passion and motivation, and um, just surround yourself with people and things. Mm -hmm that already now put you in a state you want to be in in a year. Why do you need to wait to be somewhere else in a year's time? Why wow. just be tomorrow? You can be it now. Yes. Why tomorrow? Just be Why it now. wait until tomorrow? And this again, it's, it's confidence and it allows you a lot. Give yourself permission to fail growth mindset again uh, and just go, go and do things that you think you would need a year to get at. I, I, I was, never thinking that I would ever speak with someone on a podcast on a camera. I wasn't even able to say hi to, to people in the shop. And, um, totally. Key takeaway in case you missed it. Feel the way you want your future self to, to feel. Why do you have to wait a year or five years until you get what it is that you want to get in order to feel good? You have the power to feel that way right now in the now. So let's do that, guys. 
Sarah, do you journal by any chance or do you do vision boards? How does journaling help you? I mainly journal, yes, nearly every day. Mm -hmm. um, I love, there's several things. First of all, it's similar to a to-do list that in the sense that we just get, get it all out, love write that. it down, it's dealt with, cool. right? So you don't have to, by the way, if you do to-do lists, I'm, not a, I'm a fan of making them, but I'm not a fan of using them because I don't know if you've ever I had to-do lists. Yeah, you, you write them down. I do. Uh, do you ever feel like you have there, if it's like a list of 20 things, say, They just long, accumulate, Sarah, I never get it done. Like, exactly, but maybe it is because... They're too long? Yeah, they stress me out because your brain looks at 20 things and has no idea where to go. Cool. That's, we can set see, them by due date and priority though, but it still doesn't work for some of us. Yes, and you, I saw you setting, say, three top, three top priorities. priorities. Different. Because you have three priorities to focus on. If you have 20, it's too much. Right. Drags you all away. Mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. we were talking about um, journaling. Mm. So journaling also a way of uh, relief. Um, relief Declutter your mind through journaling. Write it all down, get it out, and you feel relief, yes, correct? correct. Nice. Um, on top of that, I think writing does something to your brain. Writing is, in general, really good. It, it, does, Love that. Um, it sort of incorporates a lot of different motor skills, fine motor oh. skills, and it makes it pretty active more than when nice. we speak. They always say write instead of type if it's really yes. important to you, like your goals or your purpose. Yeah. Write with your hand. Write it down, guys. Also, really, really cool, actually, to mm -hmm. go back, flick back and read what you wrote three months ago, or even mm. two years ago, uh, two weeks ago, and read about what you were stressing out. Mm. Three months ago and you might go like exactly yeah. it's not important so what it does it gives you perspective love that um you can also i analyze my day what mm -hmm. happened and maybe situations where i didn't really react well so mm. it gives me things to work on like or gratitude gratitude journaling is big because it focuses you on the positive negativity bias so gratitude mm -hmm. journaling is one huge tool the only tool of focusing on the positive because your brain does as we just discussed before. gratitude journaling yeah. guys for success in the morning or the evening um, I'd like to do in the morning mornings pretty good but mm -hmm. I'm, I'll mix it up sometimes in the evening uh, I I go to bed and I feel like I want to do it then absolutely know, well. for me Sarah I think it's really important to do it in the morning because I think most of us wake up sometimes really stressed overwhelmed maybe even lost we forget what the hell our purpose is it just happens yeah. so writing Five to ten things that we're so grateful for can seriously help us. So anybody with depression, anxiety, start doing it. I do it every day and I put on affirmations on YouTube in order to raise my vibration and um, condition myself for the rest of the day. Prime myself, as Tony Robbins says. Priming. Priming. Another, another thing that works for the slow, fast thinking. Priming. You sure. can't expect to get up in the morning, do nothing, not prime yourself and feel fantastic. It's exactly. not possible. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah, we spoke about something extremely interesting in the car over here. You said, and correct me if I'm wrong, women can't hustle like men. And no, we don't mean it in that way. As in work all day, every day, because our hormones are different. I'd love to talk about this. Let's share. Yeah, so I think men and women 
we do work on different cycles of hormones, mm -hmm. right? So men have a pretty consistent, they also cycle over a month, I think. Three cycles every month. Men do also have like testosterone, but very little compared to women, right? Men more um, cycle throughout the day and it's very, pretty consistent, right? They wake up, energy and calm down and then it come home when the energy comes down and then it's resting time. So the whole society was built around that, like everything was built around males because it was always um, the dominating. So um, males and females have different hormonal cycles exactly. to begin with. Okay. So women have the estrogen, so there's testosterone estrogen. Mm -hmm. Women's estrogen cycle, as we all know, goes in 28 days in a month cycle, mm -hmm. right? So this is also something that influences your energy. So you cannot... Um, you can I don't think you, you we shouldn't um, eliminate that from the equation. If you I don't know for me personally, mm -hmm. I feel the energy cycles over the months. I have two weeks where I just want to hustle, hustle, hustle. I'm happy to work 15 hours a day, mm -hmm. and then I go for a run, and then I come back, and I still have energy. Cool. Um, can can work 24/7 basically, so I can cut out my weekends. But then. There is a period, maybe a week where I have to push myself a little mm -hmm. bit. It's like, come on now. Is that go. before the periods or after the For periods? For me, it's actually before, before, and then during it is where I really have to give myself permission and say, just for two or three days, um, there's low energy, there's mm -hmm. low motivation, um, and I'll take my weekends then, I'll take it a bit slower, then I do slower uh, sort of workouts, I more do yoga rather than a run, mm -hmm. stuff like that. And... I found it very helpful for me to, again, give myself permission. I think it's a really important yes. thing to do, um, not feel guilty, like we speak about as well. In the world of entrepreneurship and hustle, there is shame associated with taking yeah. breaks and not being productive. Now, I push productivity and I push mindset. That's why I'm asking the question, this question now. So how exactly does estrogen do this to women? Because I want to know, why does it make us need breaks or feel that way apparently? Um, good question. Or is it just an excuse? Do we just need a couple of days resting period? Uh, yeah, mm. good question. Um, I think I like oh, I'll go study that actually. Okay, That's a fine. really good question. But um, just the the fact of um, that it cycles and have you like having your period. Mm. Uh, you basically your body's working a lot on. Um, Getting rid of uh, regulating. Have to get into. How We're not going to get technical, <laughs> and for anybody just looking to it, and we are going to do an episode two with Sarah anyway, so we can talk about that later. Yes, yeah. we'll get into the details, but just the fact, and not everyone's the same. I don't mm -hmm. think every woman, just because I talk about, it, is the same. Um, but give, allow yourself time to rest. She's saying because yes. we are women. We have a twenty-eight day cycle. And we need some rest. We are actually built differently to men. So that point I can agree with. Get to know yourself and pay a little bit of attention to it. So if, if you have a low and a motivation low, which I realized, oh, I'm going to have a period soon. Oh, I'm going to have a period every month. Oh, I'm going to have a period soon. And then I realized there's two weeks where I just want to hustle. Then why do I need to why do I need to adjust? You know, I can adjust to that rather than Monday to Friday or Monday to Sunday or nine to five or mm -hmm. even five to six, whatever you want to do. Yeah. So Sarah, how do you manage self-care so that you don't burn out? Because I've burnt out many times, usually every two weeks on my entrepreneurial journey. Mm -hmm. And that's because I'd go too hard and I'd feel overwhelmed for multiple reasons. How do you, have you ever been burnt out? 
Um, I think when I used to have my job, mm -hmm. yes, there was a job that was demanding a lot oh. and I loved it. Um, oh, I and did. I did love it. So I did go really hard and, um, sometimes forgot about resting mm. and just saying no. What was that job? If you don't mind me asking. Also neuroscience assistant. Mm. Yeah. Um, really cool, cool lab, cool stuff. We did sleep and cognition, lots mm. of, lots of different things mm -hmm. in that lab. Um, was pushing me and had fun, but then you forget about self-care, mm -hmm. relationship, etc. Not great. So what do I do? Definitely tools we already mentioned, journaling, mm -hmm. and journaling. allowing Poetry. myself to rest. Allowing rest. Um, in the balance again, like I mm -hmm. do push myself too. And uh, I do many other things like meditation and um, sensory deprivation tanks. Mm. You just need to understand what? that you are the most important asset in your life. You are. You, you are first. Is. If you treat yourself like you would treat a friend and not the shitty way you treat yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, make, if you want to achieve something and have a higher purpose of giving, you shouldn't allow yourself to not look after yourself because you will not be effective. Mm -hmm. Your cup needs to be full. It's, your like, cup needs it's to not be a full. new idea. Your cup needs to be full. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You look after yourself mm -hmm. before you can go higher. Exactly. So right. don't allow yourself to not rest and not look after yourself. Otherwise, a burnout helps no one. 100%. So I definitely agree with that. So don't let your cup not be full. Self-love, self-care. Take some time to pamper yourself. Take a couple of days off. And creativity comes when you're not burnt out. I tried to be creative many times when I was burnt out and I really struggled. It doesn't. Also, again, surround yourself with, with great people great that tell people. you the truth. Honest people Good. that tell you when you should push and uh, reach higher. But also, I have a great business partner who, who is always supportive. And um, I'm doing lots of traveling right now and I was feeling guilty. Because you feel mm -hmm. incongruent. You're like, I want to hustle, but I also sure. want to travel. But she goes... Do that travel. You wanted to do it for five years and I got you back and you know, nice. you will regret it it's otherwise. And so if she would be the opposite, I would feel guilty, you know. Mm -hmm. well, we were talking in the car about the 5am club, how there's a big community of 4am um, club, 5am club, each to their own, every system, everybody's different. Now, I know a couple of people that say that the most successful people wake up at 5am. I know some good people that wake up at 5am and they are successful as well. Personally, in my field, e-commerce, digital marketing, all that, waking up early would help me. And when I wake up early, it makes me feel empowered, liberated, and strong. But that could be a little bit of social conditioning that I feel that way. Someone else, my spiritual friends, they don't like to set alarm clocks. They like to wake up whenever their body clock goes off. The issue that I see with this is that, well, okay, well, if you stay up to 11, 12 o'clock watching TV, doing Netflix, whatever it is that you do, you're going to wake up naturally later. Don't you want to seize the day? If there is no right and wrong, but what is your opinion about the 5 a.m. club? Yeah, I love that you said it. Oh, well. and the, the founder of one of the companies that you mentioned who no longer believes in the 5 a.m. club. Right. Tell us. Yes. Um, so what do I think? I like that you said there's no right and wrong because that's always what I believe. Yes. Well. Never a one size fits all. So we do actually naturally have chronotypes. Yep, chronotypes. Um, so there is genetically you're made to be a morning or more morning or for real person. for real sarah i do think so yeah. do they mention this? i'll go back and double check do. if it's wrong we'll like made a little note back there but i'll go and check the list okay yeah. i've heard the same thing from multiple people i'm just not sure how accurate science was how accurate they, they would mm. actually be checking that 
but you do have Jeanette you have you mm -hmm. have a clock in you it just sticks cool. and it tells you there's there's different ways of how your system tells you you're tired for example and, and things like this and yeah. they can differ between people um so 5am club again it depends on the person's situation i think um you can probably get used to it you can push yourself and getting up early and getting into the routine um, like you said, Dave Asprey, who's actually the founder of biohacking, where you try and optimize your mm -hmm. well-being and health with um, natural things, but also technology and everything. Mm -hmm. He did it for two years and is now, it just says, he it just made him tired and unproductive. I would love to hear his story about that. Yeah. Especially since he's into biohacking. Yeah, yeah. I'll point you in Please. the direction. Yeah. And so, you know, try it, whatever works for you. Again, I said... Biohacking is also about self-experimentation. Love that. Tim Ferriss does a lot of that. Yeah, as yes. bad as it sounds, maybe as some people think about self-experimentation, but it's just not getting to know yourself. It's like the common denominator for me for everything. It's what awareness, mindfulness, um, and getting when you should get up is about. Like you say, it can feel make you feel empowered. I had a phase where I did 5 a.m. and I do want to try it again, because mm. I didn't try it enough. But um, on the other hand, you know, now I'm spending a lot of time in nature and I don't have an alarm. I wake up naturally at five and I go to sleep at like eight or like six, six, five, five, six, um, because I go yes. with the darkness mm -hmm. without artificial lights mm -hmm. and so on. So if you have a good unwinding routine, good morning routine, I think you can also let your body just sleep as long as you want, yes. but then get your ass up in the morning when you wake up and don't snooze 20 times. And that's um, terrible. environment. Snoozing. What? Don't snooze. Don't snooze. Why is that? Because it keeps, it, it gives you nothing but continuous heart attacks Guilt. and cortisol brain stress. Did you say heart attacks? As in like, yes, yeah. stress. Stress. Yes. Yeah. Why does it heart stress? Attacks. I'm always having anxiety when I try to snooze and I know that I'm snoozing. Because you, you wake up in a specific part of your cycle first of all your alarm rips you out of yes. a specific sleep cycle that you're in and you keep falling asleep and do it again and again yes and this is what it's it's again also not really natural so guys once the alarm goes off get up and don't give yourself anxiety in the morning feel good yeah. yes and don't look at your phone absolutely oh, wow that gives you a cortisol oh, spike within less than a second. Yeah. So you get a cortisol spike as soon as you get on the phone in the morning. Yeah. They always say don't get on the phone for the first hour. Use that time to condition yourself. Yeah. Create, prime yourself. Give yourself the morning you want. Forget everybody else's demands, notifications, social media, right? This is exactly, yeah. This is their agenda. Forget Everything their agenda. on your phone is their agenda. Take this time for you. If you, especially if you're bad with self-care and burning yes. out, etc., Take that out from yourself. Don't let other people all over the world get into your life and put the, their agenda on your plate at first thing in the morning. Even if you wake up at eight, I don't care. Take it. Take an hour. Do whatever. Go for a walk. Journal. Find what works for you. But um, you're worth it. You're worth that hour. One hour of twenty-four a day. One hour and take six hours off social media if you can. Yeah, social yeah. media is one of the most toxic places to be. Yes, they're just selling something, projecting a bullshit lifestyle or pressuring you i love getting inspiration from other people i love seeing what other people are doing but even some of these most successful entrepreneurs you don't, you don't really know how they feel at home you really don't know what their toxic habits are people only paint their best pictures online and yes. that's why social media can be toxic guys yeah so in regards to the 5am club club back to that so um 
I think it's very important to analyze your environment. On the farm, of course, you can wake up at 5 a.m. There's less technology, less stuff going on. In cities like here, networking events are at 6 p.m., 7 p.m. People sometimes want to drink wine. Yeah. Saturday night comes, the girls say, hey, do you want to come at 8? So in order to get up at 5, you need 7, 8 hours sleep. Yeah. One thing that I don't like, and I think that some of us are sometimes guilty of, is um, pressuring others. I don't take mm -hmm. back my pressuring of others, but I'm aware that sometimes we can pressure others. For example, my sibling. If I see my sibling sleeping past 8.39, I really don't think it's productive. Now, if I know my sibling didn't sleep the night before, that's fine. But if it's the second and second night, third night, I see that as an unproductive habit. Mm -hmm. So everybody's got their own opinion. All I want to say is this. It doesn't have to be the 5 a.m. We don't want to make people feel guilty for not waking up at 5 a.m. I hate it when I go somewhere and someone from the 5 a.m. club says to me, what time did you wake up today? You didn't get here on time. It's 8 a.m. now. It feels bad. So let's not do that to others no. and just figure out what works for us while having self-care and productivity. Totally. <laughs> um, Sarah, let's talk about coffee. I'm always curious about coffee and how it affects our nervous system. As yeah. someone with anxiety, sometimes coffee triggers me. What's the go? Absolutely. So I actually quit coffee. No. Oh. Uh, had a chai before mm -hmm. we met uh, because I felt that it just didn't serve me anymore. Mm -hmm. And people again, they're different. Different people. Some people can drink coffee at 11 p.m. and then go fall asleep mm -hmm. because they metabolize it differently, and they might also be less sensitive. So mm. there's metabolism. The way how you. Coffee mm. is a drug. Coffee is a drug. Um, it, it works in your brain to um, basically block the receptors that would make the sleepy molecules mm. attack. So it's like blocking the entrance. Mm -hmm. um, so you get that high and then you also get the crash. <coughs> Sorry guys, yes. thank you. Carry on. So it blocks the high, did you say? What high? You get a high, oh, right? Same high. as a stimulant. It's a nice. stimulant. You get a high and then you also get a crash though. So for me personally, I felt I did fasting as well, intermittent mm. fasting. So I only had the hot coffee anymore. I just started yeah. hot coffee. And I felt dehydrated. I had bad sleep. I felt, yeah, like you said, jitters, anxiety, um, those kinds of things. So which is just because it affects the neurochemistry mm -hmm. in your brain, like everything. Um, so I just quit cold turkey. Yeah. I had no withdrawal symptoms. So I think I realized over the years that I am personally sensitive. She's a machine. <laughs> yeah. I am sensitive to what I put in my body. Yeah. And others might be less. So again, no mm. one size fits all. But if you feel another trick that I can give you from the biohacking yeah. side of things, you can try and add uh, specific things into your coffee, which becoming really of popular, yeah. which smoothens out that high and the low into something a bit more stable. Some people do things to get more focused and smarter throughout the day. They mix things in their coffee. Not sure which supplements, mm -hmm. but they exist, guys. The entrepreneurs take them. Yes. So there is um, specific adaptogenic mm -hmm. mushrooms you can use. Mushrooms, cool. Yeah, we talk about this on Maker. If you Ooh. want to check it out. And L-theanine, which is um, basically something that you can find in tea. And sure. that's why matcha is, matcha, if you've ever tried it, Once. it gives you also um, pretty high caffeine, not as high as coffee, but it gives you a different kind of focus. Does it? Could, yes. It gives you um, a smoother, more eased out. Um, Maybe energy. I should try matcha then. Or you can put the L-theanine, which is the oh. one thing, into your coffee. Okay. So you have the stimulant and something that balances it Have out. you tried that? 
I haven't put L-theanine in myself in itself, but um, L-theanine is just in tea, so sure. you can put basically even a spoon of matcha into your coffee. Yeah. Um, I have tried the matcha, and that's what gives you that difference, um, different smoothing out. Sarah, have you ever tried LSD in little small doses, like the other scientific I haven't yet. Not yet. I'm keen. Interesting. I love mushrooms, though. I I mushrooms. <laughs> oh, well, guess Maybe. what? It's a world of mushrooms, and um, mushrooms are very interesting. I haven't tried them yet because I'm a spiritual person, and I believe that we're going to have a spiritual experience, and I don't want to just sit down with anybody and do it. It's not a drug for me. It's a spiritual experience. Yeah. Um, I'd love to interview someone one day and talk all about mushrooms. Definitely a topic I also want to learn yeah. more about. There is so much so much good content out there already sure. um, that we can dive into. Absolutely fascinating. Some people think that um, the religious stories, it goes back to even thousands of years, that even that all developed because people were spiking their drinks. That's a theory. Herbs and mushrooms. Yeah. I'd like to think it happened straight without mushrooms. <laughs> Naive couple. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Sarah, I'm all about discipline and how we can, you know, increase focus in your, you know, years of doing neuroscience and, you know, coming across brain hacking tips. Do you have any tips in regards to how we can focus? I remember one thing you told me that did help work in 25 minute sprints. And that day I became like a psychopath AD person. <laughs> I achieved goals I hadn't done for three weeks in one nice. day, but then I was so exhausted by 9 p.m. Oh. I don't know what happened. I have got a timer out there, and I try to work in 25-minute sprints. How can we increase discipline and focus? Tell us what you know. Right. Yes. How long did you do that for? Oh, yeah. So I've done it like in four, 25 minutes break. I've done 30 minutes break, 30 minutes break, 30 minutes break, 30 minutes break, probably like a break for 20, 30 minutes. Started again. Yeah. I've done only six, seven, but the productivity, and because I'm already really fast, um, my energy levels were just too intense, so I needed to calm down. Right. I didn't work at a normal, stable speed, but I don't want to work in a normal, stable speed. But if you do, okay. go for it. Yes. Yeah, so that one works because your brain has a limited span of time that it can be focused. Tell us how long. Um, yeah, it would be about 20 minutes, mm. 20, 25. That's why you can push to 25 and then force yourself to do a five-minute break <laughs> and do that about four times and take a longer break. I did see people, and I cannot remember mm -hmm. uh, who it was, but talking about 50-minute increments, so also maybe 50. 50 and 10 minutes break, so maybe 50. also. I think the first 25 minutes is good enough. Pushing ourselves for 50 minutes with no focus is going to get tiring after the third set, I think 25 is great. I should do it yeah, more. I tried it. I also really liked it um, because sometimes it feels short, sometimes yeah. it feels long. Those 25 minutes, and sometimes you don't want to take the break. No, you're like, you why would I? Yeah. Momentum builds, but you have to, yeah, it, it, it does really have to take a break, guys. It's part of reality in today's day and age. We've got social media, notifications, phone calls, meetings. We have to silence it out, block off time to work in sprints, otherwise, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Too much distractions, yes, distractions. That's another big point that I wanted to mention distractions, limited distractions. Um, it is everything that comes into your think everything, even your environment. Thoughts. I saw on your recent podcast you were talking about this. Yeah. It's all sensory input, input that comes through your senses, touch, hearing, listening, um, yes, and uh, whatever you see. So phone, terrible, terrible for focus. Put it away. Even in the morning, again, it primes you. Put it away. It's gonna ruin your focus for for a longer time than that. Um, take breaks. Also, 
experiment with your diet and the supplements, like again, self-experimentation. Some people swear on a keto diet. Interesting. Um, I just don't feel comfortable eating meat, animal protein, twenty-four-seven, guys. Yeah. Do you? No, I don't. I don't. Let's eat judge much Sarah. Meat. <laughs> yeah. Do you? I heaps of meat. No, oh. I don't eat too much meat, but I, I do sometimes. I was very low in iron mm. and. I was vegan for a mm -hmm. short period of time, but again, this goes back to system thinking. I would be a bit yeah. of a controversial topic now, but um, I realized um, for me, it's not necessarily what you eat, but what how what you eat was produced and grown. Yeah. Um, so I like sort of if you're interested in that, I read um, regenerative agriculture, different mm -hmm. ways of growing plants and also animals. Why does that matter? Please give us an example. We like to learn around here. Yeah, so regenerative agriculture looks at growing things without any pesticides, fertilizer, etc. It's um, looking again at that holistic view. So um, the most important thing in agriculture and that we ruined to this day is soil. Soil is its own system, again, a system that you have to look at. And we, we completely drained out the nutrients. Um, and Sadhguru has um, one of my favorite philosophers. Yes. He's got something going on about that. Yes. Save yes. the soil. Tell Check us more about Save the Soil, please. What's going on for the people that don't know? Absolutely. Um, so it is really, really, really important that we do work on getting back to better soil. By if we drain, soil is where all the plants grow in mm -hmm. and your animals run around in. Um, it's a system that gives nutrients mm -hmm. to plants. Our, the nutrients we have in our food today are very, very, very different, much, much, much lower than what they used to be a decade ago. Um, because we drain the soil, we fertilize or with monocultures. So this is the way we grow things. Really, really bad for soil. Um, soil also captions carbon. So you carbon. know how we talk about CO2 and climate change and there's too much carbon in the atmosphere, yes, etc. So soil, where, where does the carbon actually belong? It belongs, one of the big things is soil. So if we store the carbon back into the soil rather than in the air, um, the soil gets more healthy. Uh, it's, it's much better soil and uh, the carbon can actually be stored in there. So that was mm -hmm. regenerative agriculture is trying to do that. Looking at soil as a system, save the soil. If we keep going the way we're going, our soil will not be able to so feed us. us anymore. And this is where our food comes from. Plants, so can... food, everything. How bad is the issue with the soil worldwide at the moment? Um, I can't give you any specific numbers like probably the experts can do, but it is a problem. It's a freaking problem. It's, I think what we have... From memory in Australia, yes. our soils have around a percent or less carbon in them at the moment, and they could have up to 8%. So there's initiatives now, they educate farmers in how to do that. And you can, it just can be done by planting plants differently. Um, even by having cattle, cattle can actually be helpful in uh, restoring our soil. So that's why I wouldn't say you know, what we eat is necessarily bad um, apart from the topic of ethics. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to eat animals, don't eat animals. Mm -hmm. You don't want to kill uh, life. But from an agricultural perspective, cattle is not, again, it's not the enemy. It's mm -hmm. a linear way of thinking. If you look at the system, you zoom out, 
it's actually the way we farm. It's not the one thing the cow is bad. I think that's common it's sense. It's the way we farm. Right. And it's, again, like before, it was not the plastic mm -hmm. as the enemy. It's the way we consume. So that's a leverage point to go into. So if we go and we can restore it, it does um, it does recover quick. So that's really, really positive. Sarah, um, I can't remember this, but there's a company, government comp companies, um, yeah. that pollute the, um, is it called GMO, where they put pesticide in everything. Yeah, and they're all Santa. interconnected. If you, yeah? yeah. If you go down the rabbit holes on YouTube, you'll see how these big corporations are interconnected. It's not cool. What do you know about this? Yeah, Monsanto. Oh, them. Yes. Monsanto, big big um, company that has has been shown to create also very very evil, I want to say, systems that um, make farmers dependent on yeah. their particular seeds. So it happened a lot in India. We're trying to get out of it now, I think, um, where they make you through the particular, like you said, mm -hmm. GMO type of seeds they have and you need to use their fertilizer, etc. Mm -hmm. um, they made farmers dependent mm -hmm. on their particular products um, and uh, huge, there's suicide, um, wave of suicides from farmers in India and all over the world because of this stuff. So mm -hmm. um, seeds, soil, it might sound boring, you know, it might sound like We need to pay attention if we want to exist. pay attention. You Absolutely, it's a big deal. Also, there was this awesome documentary I saw on Netflix. Some people loved it. A few people were cynical, saying, "Nah, he's not accurate." Persian director, sea conspiracy. I knew we were going to say what it. a it's great documentary. Did, uh, did you watch, watch that? It's the one I didn't watch. Did you watch it? I watched Conspiracy. I don't watch. That was a good one. Anything really? I'm, I don't watch much. I don't have Netflix. I don't. These I'll things would be good to watch. It was great because I don't even. I don't spend much time. Yeah, through you. He was talking about how um, basically all of our sea life is completely endangered and how when the, the fisheries, um, they're just going full at it and we're not going to be able to keep going at this rate in the, the next 10 to 20 years. So we need to pay attention. And he was talking about the people behind these organizations that pretend to save the animals, but how they're interconnected with each other and they're doing horrible things. So guys, I, I encourage you to go down the rabbit hole sometimes, you know, it's our earth. Yeah. Yeah, and it's exactly, it's our earth and um, our home, so it's important to think about it, even if you usually don't think about these things. Sarah, my shoulder's hurting a little bit. Tell us about the physio you've done this year, why and how it helped you for all our crippled friends out there. <laughs> yes, my shoulder actually dislocated a couple of times uh, already, so I've done physio for that. Hurts. But yes. the physio I was talking to you about is actually pelvic floor physio. Mm. So it's down there physio. Mm. Um, All the stresses in that area, correct? Yes. And uh, for me, and there's lots of women out there that don't speak about it, there's actually pain involved during partially sex. Where, during sex um, in specific, specific moments. Oh. Um, mine was thankfully not crazy that but um there's women who they can't even use a tampon that's wow. so bad so that's called um vaginismus and then there is um something else that is uh, vulvodynia and those two i came across and i really got finally help here in australia and physio was one of the big things that helped it was just basically for me a little bit of an over tense muscle tone so i had to learn to 
to release that and doing those exercises. What really were helped. a couple of exercises that they taught you to do? Um, so a lot at the start it was simple first steps of breathing exercises, just getting <sighs> consciously. Because can we I talk was, about breath and show us one of them so we can uh, learn? Yeah, there was um, simple ones just really about awareness again and show just us. being conscious to get a very deep belly breath going. Let's so, do it. Very deep belly breath in. Now my pants out to them and go ahead and let it go. <laughs> and make really sure that you relax the area around your pelvic floor. I don't know if you can be already aware of it. Can you tense and release it? Tense and release your muscles? The vagina muscles? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. We're actually now. doing this right now. It's also it's like you're gonna go we hold it in, tighten it, and then, and then let, let it out. Go. But completely, make sure you completely. Let me be it. your pelvic muscle instructor, guys. Yeah. Love it. All right, so why must we do that section for the pelvic region? I had right? to do it. Yes, for me it was an over tense muscle tone, not extreme, but some some have it so extreme that they can't even put it insert tampon or anything else. And the problem is that really no one talks about yeah. this because um, it's, a, it's a difficult topic to talk about it. And um, we feel there's lots of shame. I feel even like it's, you know, oh, it's just some pain. Like, get over it. Like, yeah. you know, well, why are you even like, complaining about this? It's normal. It's part of it, right? It's not part of it. It's no. not normal. It's not part of it. You can change something about it. You can go to physios, uh, hypno. Hmm. Um, Lots of different things. Absolutely. So I had pain about two weeks ago, guys, and um, my dear friend who will be watching this said to me, relax, I have pain in my shoulders, neck, back, everywhere. Um, no, don't relax. If you've no. got pain, it could be from trauma, stress, the job that you're in, take it, pay, it, pay attention. Yeah. I went to the hospital the next day at 5 p.m. and I actually had a liver infection. So thank God I did go to the hospital. Now, guys, I don't care if you've got a liver infection or not, even if it's neck pain, think about where does it come from, why am I getting this pain, how can I alleviate it? Absolutely. Yes. Also, efficiency again. Look after yourself, and if you don't have that pain, how much more work can you done be doing in a much more relaxed and easy way? They reckon enjoy the process. process. Enjoy the process. Look after yourself. Smile when you work. Smile. Don't clamp up and hold your breath like me half the time. Yeah. Yes. Gosh, breath. Like that's breath. the thing the screens do to us too, right? Do they? We forget to breathe. Um, you suck all your energy. If you scroll and scroll and scroll, all your attention gets sucked into the feed. It's like next TikTok, right? Okay, yes, TikTok indeed. I actually did a video on TikTok and I was like, hey, are you holding your breath right now? And lots of people were like, oh, I think you saw that one. It's like, yeah, I hold my breath because I forget to breathe. It's weird. Let's make a decision, guys, to start breathing consciously. And slowly at all times. And it does really relax you. And the interesting thing, there's a book that's called Breath. I, heard, I, I listened mm -hmm. to the audiobook where I retain mm -hmm. less when I just hear it. But I just remember him saying that the diaphragm is one of the parts that we can control. It's like it's, it's made in a way that we can actually control our breath. So that means we should control it. It's not something that's automatic, like your heartbeat. You can't Isn't control your heartbeat. Automatic? It is, but you can also consciously, like your heartbeat, you can't go and be like, control your heartbeat or your digestion. You know? Tim Hoff does everything with his breath, with the ice cold. Are breath. you a fan of Tim Hoff? Um, Wim Hof. Wim Hof. Oh, yeah, I love Wim Hof. I love yes, cold showers. Yes. Oh, no, yeah. I still need to. I'm not into them, I hate um, them, but they're here for a moment. 
Just one Do day. Do some, yes. But I'll come back. I'll be back. I was going to take you to an ice bath tomorrow if you're keen. Next time when you come, we're going to kill ourselves in the ice bath. Yeah. Ice I... bath. Good for your good for your mental health, like well-being. It makes you happy, weirdly enough. It, like, it can releases. really help with anxiety too. Yeah. All the good chemicals that you want in your brain. Yeah. And yeah. it trains your willpower because you don't want to do it. These things that like Challenges. feed into your willpower a little bit, it's a muscle. You can't, you don't just have willpower and then you run out of it. It's not like, it's like an emotion. It's something yeah. that doesn't run out and you can train it. Um, you train, train your willpower. Your willpower. Do the things that make you uncomfortable. Yes. That's mm -hmm. that again. I was like a little chicken the other day and everybody was <laughs> in the ice bath. Yeah. Uh, it took me about one minute and a half of being scared to get in. I only got in up to here. Um, for about 10 seconds, then I went out and I said I'll be back. I never came back, but I will be doing this this week for sure. Nice. And I felt so great once again, liberated and fresh and sharp afterwards. Love it, it yeah, it does that too. And you do sauna as well, right? I love sauna. So, um, heat and yeah. cold extremes are really yeah. good for immune system, metabolism, yeah. everything. Sweat it out. And I think it's what, what we're made for as well. Yeah, totally. And I think for all those of us who are very much in our head or do suffer for anxiety, just do it because it's the only thing you're going to focus on, that heat or that coldness, and it will snap you back to reality. So just do it if you're suffering from those things. Depression, have you ever had depression or anxiety? Sarah, what's your mindset look like these days? How do you keep yourself in good shape? Yeah, I love that question. Yes. Um, so important. I think, so for me personally, I, I did, I, I'm into this whole personality know yourself oh, wow. type right ENFP like, do you know what you are I don't know my name but my know. friend does like I know that. why is great you haven't done it yes yeah I've done it but I can't tell you my, my so letters ENTJ I bet yeah mm -hmm. I have a friend he's also a person oh, who nice. I told you before about and he he knows my letters oh, he knows my letters and okay. it's so funny we'll message him later yeah he knows um but in the big, mm -hmm. big five personality mm -hmm. traits, have you done this one? Please remind me. I, I love that one, the big five personality traits test, also personality test. Similar, but different. What are you? I don't know what I am. I am, for example, very, very low, extremely low in neuroticism. Wow. That means everything that has to do with the negative emotions, um, thinking about things in a negative way, I'm extremely low. That's very cool. Which is why, for me, that question... Um, Depression. Yeah, it it doesn't. I, I rarely true. have negative emotions, which is also you would think there's nearly no downsides. There's nearly no downsides except uh, sometimes you can, I guess, be perceived as cold. You know, when you're quickly like out of relationships and you mm. recover quick and stuff, and they're like, how can you, how can you be so quick in recovering and stuff? Um, but there's openness, all of these traits that are in the oh. big five. I love this one because this one. I think you can change yourself, you can invent yourself new, you can be someone else, but there's some traits, like the ones in the big five, that you can sway a little bit, but not completely. Such as? Such as openness, um, openness the neuroticism, the one I just talked about. Mm. Like, even if I tried to, I, I could probably see things more negatively, but not mm. as much as others. Um, orderliness. I, I might, I can train myself to make my bed in the morning, but it will never come naturally. Like my mom's the opposite. She's like, mm -hmm. ridiculous. so what lots of fun. So this is just important. I think again, know yourself so then you can accept yourself and see what you want to change, how much you can change because putting yourself down all your life for not being orderly. Mm -hmm. If it's just something you are not, is also not going to help you, you know, accept that 
try and tweak it as much as you can. Try and I try and clean my environment because I know distraction. But I don't beat myself down every day because I am not totally in by nature. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so the depression, anxiety, I, I I don't really suffer much from it. More maybe anxiety, social anxiety yeah, okay. that I had um, before. Me too. Anxiety has been around for 20 years. Yes. Um, yeah. Couldn't tell us. Yeah, yeah, no, no, say, because I work, on it. work on it. I work yeah. on it. And I don't let it rule my life, guys, exactly. ever. Submission is not a choice. One of my favorite quotes. Yes. Absolutely. So, yeah, again, the getting to know yourself and use all the tools we talked about is absolutely, absolutely crucial, I think. What would someone with high neuroticism actually look like? Let's be really accurate because um, I really want to know. I think it's that um, a negative outlook on every single Uh, thing that you Such as people are not loyal, people always leave. That kind of mindset, um, yeah. Yeah, or even things like, for me, it's um, it was probably easier to change into a growth mindset because it's even like just having the knowledge of people telling me um, failure is bad, I don't know, I can take it on more easily. But if someone has a, a high neuroticism, um, everything that happens to you and not for you, it's like, it happens to me, um, oh, that guy, like, just, like, cross my path in the driveway, what a dickhead, whatever. And you just, your brain, I guess, maybe more negativity biased. You're just focusing on that more and more and more. Um, more than me, I just let it go in like a millisecond. Mm-hmm. I don't care, you know, sort of thing. Or, oh, I dropped my coffee this morning. And, you know, you can just keep, that's like little things, but that permeates into everything that happens to you. Mm-hmm. Also bigger things in relationships. Yeah, that person um, was loyal to me, perhaps. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just keep being on that, I don't even maybe mm. see it this way, you know, mm. in the first place. So for me, it's a bit easier, mm-hmm. um, naturally, which is, um, which I'm, I'm grateful for. <laughs> Have you ever had your heart broken? Um, mm, Have you been traumatized, yeah. hurt? Not yet. Not yet. It's not going to happen. Not yet. That was a good example. <laughs> Oh, that's not well, the reason I ask you is because I want to see if you've done, ever done the OCD, obsessive compulsive thinking, overanalyzing thing before, but you clearly haven't. Um, have you? you know, yeah, I can overanalyze things. I used to, um, and really tricky making decisions and all that, I guess, confidence stuff and like moving forward and which way to go. I had actually huge problems of choosing food, like the oh. tiny things years ago. Um, Why food? I don't know. It's what, was so that 25 it was choice like, and you want to get it right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I felt like if I get the wrong pizza. For real? Well, that's an order. You don't want to be stuck with it. You're just paying money for it. I don't want to feel guilty. Yeah, You're probably stupid regrets, startup. I don't right? know. Yeah. So that's actually something I haven't thought about I've got a, while, a question. I have if someone had, uh, Sarah, sorry to interrupt. If someone had given you $200 for free off the street, would that problem exist? I don't know. You would have got three different flavored pizzas. <laughs> it was money. Bad. Carry on. <laughs> So, um, regrets, I think, regrets, this is, um, I just realized this now while I'm talking out loud. Yeah. And I, I, I made a conscious decision one day, I think, that yes. I would not regret anything in my life anymore. Cool, well done. So it's like, yeah, it's not like, like regret is such a, like guilt is such useless emotions and uh, you can't consciously, I think I made the choice for me that um, I wouldn't hang in the past, which is easy with low neuroticism. 
And why would I regret anything that I did? Like it's a, it's again, growth matters. It's, it's, it's a learning opportunity. And so just order the freaking margarita or, or the one with salami on it. Who cares? Just order fucking pizza. Make conscious decisions and don't regret the past because at some point you wanted it. But my point was make conscious decisions. An example is I would go out sometimes with the girls and um, sometimes I'd have three, four, five vodkas and some things, but I wouldn't feel good the, the next day and I wouldn't be able to wake up at the time that made me feel comfortable. So I changed what I do and I've like brought it down to one glass of wine or two glasses of wine because I want to go home feeling fresh, right? So conscious decisions, no regrets. Yes. I think it's so hard. Shame is a big thing. And most of us deep down subconsciously suffer from shame. This is something that you can deal with deal with by yourself or with a therapist but trust me even I feel shame in regards to certain small trivial things you Sarah what do you have to say about the subject of shame, shame regret and guilt um yes doesn't have I, to be big yeah yeah I think yeah shame and shame and guilt are probably related very low if you look at those um, frequency scales when we if we go back to spirituality and energy mm. guilt and shame very very low um, no, low vibrational low energy. Vibrational you don't want to be energy. on that vibrational energy. No. But unfortunately, due to how we are brought up, zero to seven childhood, there are things that trigger us into feeling shame and guilt. Yes. Guilt is yes. probably a bigger one for me than shame. Guilt for not working, like we yes. talked about. But I have to constantly work. Guilt for taking a vacation. She had to work oh, on yeah. that consciously. It's okay. Absolutely. That's the stuff we're talking about. We're and, not talking about um, binging on cocaine or anything. Right, Carry exactly. On. Just take take that time to relax. And that probably comes from, again, child, like you said, yes. um, from I was always performing. I was good at school. Mm. So this was my thing. It's my identity, right? Mm. So I have to perform. Um, and, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Where I was going with that. Interesting. Oh, where I was, was never good at school academically. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how that's manifesting today's life. I'm not really sure yet. Um, you know, school, uh, it's, school is just, it's getting a bit better now. I see some mm -hmm. mindfulness there, at least here in Australia, a little bit, mm -hmm. um, which I like. But school is just also, again, a system. Not everyone fits into the same system, and it's just created to make you work nine to five that's what school does and you have to learn specific knowledge that um, you have to yeah like you said you have to be silent sit down all day if you're too active you're straight away don't fit into it you're told that you're um not good enough because you don't get a, a good grade in math um with five school. like no. Some people call <laughs> school, some people call school the place of enslavement that conditions you for future enslavement in the future corporate workforces. Yeah. Now, if you think I'm being a bit heavy, no problem. We'll keep going to the next question. <laughs> Who are your top three inspirational people or authors that inspire you and motivate you? Top three that you think mm. we should all know about. And we're going to yeah. drop these in the comments, guys. Yes. I'm going to give you some that you might not mm -hmm. know. Please do. Um, one that I've talked about before mm -hmm. and I'm like raving about right now is Aaron yep. Sansoni. Oh. Which I oh. am in okay. his mastermind group as well. He's my mentor. Awesome. Um, great, great. We're going to tag Aaron in this video. We recommend that you follow Aaron and check him out. Yes. Great. Great mm -hmm. for entrepreneurs especially, awesome. but also mindset life. Um, I love Dr. Shefali. Wow, a new one. She is um, talking about 
how do you think about her book is called radical um radical radical i'll look it up what's she all about she uh teaches um radical awakening i think so women especially but she'll also talk about um a man in a book uh that's coming up i think mm. um just about empowerment women empowerment awakening your soul how to get in touch with your inner soul how to not be enslaved by one strategy or quote that she had that we could talk about here um she let me think um what did dr shafali say something that stood out to you from the book there's always one piece of one line yeah um i think no don't worry we'll come back to you <laughs> read the book guys and follow her on instagram i put sarah on the spot my, it's hard. my brain's like no third person sarah but i love her love her read her book too. yes third person uh yancy strickler who yeah okay yancy yancy who strickler strickler um i'll link it to you thank you he was the guy he wrote a book called this could be our future yes he's talking there a lot about change in general mm -hmm. uh really interesting on how we change and as mm -hmm. a society and culture change every 30 years and a lots of brings lots of examples on how we changed um within those brackets of time um and this is the book where I found the PBC company structure as well that I mentioned at the start, the public benefit corporations. Hmm. So he has a few of those um, really cool nuggets in there um, of how to think about Impact. having a company that doesn't necessarily maximize profit. And he talks about the history and why we are here. Love that. How did we get to maximize profit? Prof max I would like to profit read that. maximization. How do we get to Our the generation? How do we get to the generation of profit maximization as a society? Yeah. Especially when we've got people like Jeff Bezos worth billions, and you know, should is it fair? Is it just? Is it right that some people are making that much wealth when so many people are starving around the world? I think that most of us should have impact-based businesses. Food okay. for thought. Yes, exactly. Yes. So he's an interesting one for that. And how you can balance your now and future me and now and future us. How you can think also about making decisions better. Um, he has a cool framework there where you can figure out what's good for me now, which is the um, often the quick rewards like the instant gratification kind of thing. And how you like opening the jar of Nutella, watching TV when watching really TV. it's not good for you. Yeah, and and how to he puts it in a framework of where you can. Put that in perspective of your future me, what that would do. Mm -hmm. Would I smoke the cigarette? Uh, probably not. And uh, what your and and what your group of people around you also would do now in the future. What do you mean, group of people would do around you now? In the uh, so I say, or oh, what? Uh, what is good for them? I guess. So I say, you want to make a decision: should I quit smoking? So put it in that in that four um four quarters. And you ask yourself, and now me, yeah, I'm, I want that cigarette, I have the craving, I don't care, and it tastes good, which it doesn't. I used to smoke, so mm -hmm. I can say that. Me too. Um, future me, future me in 20 years, love would that. not do this. Love game. that. It's like, fuck, probably. So, what's good for the future us as a collective? Exactly. Is so, it all about collective? Or? Yeah, he puts them all together. So, like, now me, 
future me, now us, future us. So what would me, in this case, I'd probably think about my parents, my family, my, my friends, what would they say? What's better for them? What would they do? Probably don't smoke a cigarette. Mm -hmm. And future us as well. Mm -hmm. And so I can put it, it's, it's, a, it's a tricky example because it's uh, smoking is connected with addiction. So, mm -hmm. um, but anything else uh, where you need to make a choice, this is a cool framework to think about. And this is what, where our brands also do cool stuff, um, not just for them now, which is the profit. They also look at the future for them, but also others, mm -hmm. um, which is um, impact brands. Sarah, do you have a, first of all, before I even ask you, Simon Sinek years ago spoke about finding your why. And if you can't wake up in the morning, if you don't feel passionate with your job or your business, it could be because you haven't identified your why. For many people, including myself for years, it was very hard to identify my why. It's a work in progress. It can always change, evolve, and shift. Have you identified some of your why or all of your why yet? And do you mind sharing it with us? Yeah, I love that you you say it is a process because um, it, is. it is. And like we often talk about finding your passion, mm -hmm. finding it. It's not, there's many people that- It's not an Easter egg, guys. finding it. You can even create it and work at building that mm -hmm. um right so yes i actually just found my why very recently when i did the boot camp with aaron smithsonian oh. so um, i'm gonna sell this for him exactly. now um because it also was a slow build-up it's it was things i already knew i was passionate in everything we talked uh, about today um but surrounding myself with people that actually showed me the value in that and how it can help others mm -hmm. like finding I think what it gives um, to people outside of yourself is the thing so that drives how you. can you help other people is a thing that might drive you. Yeah, I think that uh, I, I know that knowing about the brain, how the mind works, system thinking um, and tools to, to get to know yourself and your mind and how to deal with it better can change your life. Because again, you're the, you're the asset number one in your life. Your cup needs to be full if you want to achieve big things. Even if you want to give to others, it comes back to you knowing yourself. Your relationships, everything is affected by your cup mindset. needs to be full. Otherwise, you Absolutely. may not feel like it'll be fulfilling giving to others at this point in time. Yeah, and knowledge is power. Again, if you share what we've shared today, just the fact if someone goes and picks up a book we mentioned or looks yeah. at one podcast we mentioned, it can already start rippling into their lives and they can make the changes they really want and live the life uh, that you want to live and finding your why is tricky um, but it can be like you said a slow build up it can change what i found really really powerful it's a bit different but it's um it built up over the years mm -hmm. is again comes back to awareness is also from a book, a uh, book, no, by the way. Um, just uh, in case I'm you notice, <laughs> um, it's uh, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Stephen Covey mm. was my Bible, one of the first. Like, Stephen seven, who? Stephen Covey, like the C O V E Y, mm -hmm. and one of his powerful tools in there was start with the end in mind. Wow! So oh, you start with the very end, and with that I mean your best. Oh, wow. So start with the end in mind, your death, and then? You think about, go and think about what you want people to say about you. At I could funeral. not care less about people, but that's a good place people to start. People you most. care about. 
go with your friend, whomever you She was you nice and caring. Yeah, yeah, for that's example. A nice one. Or loyal. And you're into loyal, loyal that I am. Right? Carry on. Uh, <laughs> see things like this. This more more than extracting your why, it extracts sure. your values. I love that values, and this just helps you point your ladder against the right wall. I think he said it in the book. You can climb a ladder all your life. Make sure that the ladder is leaning against the right wall. Cool. Otherwise, you climb, 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 40 years, 15 years, 60 years, oh, midlife crisis. And this is when you just climb, climb, climb. You need to find a direction. And you will find your why when you work on this. And when you tap into your awareness more, there's these two pools again. There's the brain, the, the conscious subconscious that you can willpower. But there is also that other thing that whatever you want to call it, soul being, mm -hmm. intuition, it will, if you tap into this more, meditation, journaling, etc., they are tools to tap into this more. Love that. Then you will find your path more easily and you will feel what drives you. Absolutely. Sarah, on that note, I'm definitely going to start on pushing spirituality into this right now. So they reckoned that we were all, we all came here with a purpose and that um, the memory has been wiped clean. Our job is to go within and to find out what our purpose can be. Sometimes I contemplate this. Do we all have purposes? Your purpose could be being a mum, being a caretaker. It could be, you know, sh helping others who've gone through the same sexual assault or pain that you've gone through. Yeah. So I think taking the time out to really think about what are we passionate about? What, would, what have we always been passionate about? What would we do for free? What do we love talking about in our spare time? I think that's a good place to start. I've got a couple of friends that are in jobs that they don't like anymore. It's just for money. And it's tiring seeing them run down their bodies, wake up on Monday morning, burnt out. I think we all deserve to do something that's more enjoyable. Now, in this hustle, entrepreneur, I don't enjoy 70% of the stuff I do because it's tech-related scheduling, social media. But I'm going to work and I'm going to get to a point where, when I have a team that schedules for me and makes the process easier. Yeah. And also, any final notes for people, just in regards to this, People watching this and not knowing their why yet, or they don't know how to change industries or what to do. Have you learned anything from my coaching? Did anything from his coaching help? Um, yes. Mm. So we went through a few different pillars yes. on how to go about this. Um, I remember one that was clarity again, but that is basically just about how, finding your why knowing why you're doing what you're doing. Um, construct was a whole pillar around the first day, which was just mainly evolved around us. Mm -hmm. um, he spent a whole day on yeah. us and mindsets because that is number one. Even though it was a business conference, it was about scaling your business and having multiple businesses, a whole day on you because Obviously. you were number one asset. Yeah. So construct was exactly what we're talking about, that your mindset, <clears throat> your beliefs, everything you see, you do, you feel was constructed throughout your life, conditioned. Your belief systems, your mindsets, the opinions you have are constructs that have been developed since yes. the time you're little. Sometimes we're going to take a step back and look at the belief systems we have because they can get in the way and limit us. Exactly. Um, fear, for example, mm -hmm. the, I think the only fear we have as a newborn mm -hmm. is the feel of falling. Yeah. Feel of falling because it's in, ingrained in us and we'll fall and die as a baby. Everything else is learned and the other fear is learned. 
Um, so yeah, I think it really it comes back down to knowing yourself, taking the time, because how often do we take the time and reflect? If you want to run a successful business, just want to live a life that you want to live, um, you can find fulfillment, like you said, in family. It, it doesn't matter. You don't need five businesses. You don't need a business. You, don't. you find your own passion, your own why, but it's work. Again, I said find. It's work. It's like, I guess you can say... Um, built or discover by using specific tools and building habits that get you deeper into it. It's not gonna, well, you're lucky. Maybe it shows up tomorrow um, if something triggers you. But um, for most of us, it will be work. So get to know yourself. And I mean that in the most general sense, personality type, brain, mind, study these things, know what works for you, diet, mindset tools, and so forth, um, kick yourself in the butt a little bit and also rest, balance it out, and then you will find it. I love philosophy. Sometimes I philosophize um, about this, the whole find your why, find your mission, find your purpose. I think, well, if the economy didn't exist and if we were on a barter system or any mm -hmm. kind of like plant-based system, would we have to hustle so hard? Would we have to figure out our why and our purpose? Could this all be bullshit? It's good to always have that, you know, frame of thought then mm -hmm. I think well hey we're always evolving and maybe the notion that we're souls coming here at this time for a reason is true maybe we were supposed to come at this time for this reason and in this season the economy does exist and so maybe for that reason in this time not 200 years ago we do need to know why and our purpose that's yeah. it any thoughts on that Love it. It's um, love philosophizing around uh, just thinking about these things um, that I don't have the answer to. But we don't I, have think, the answer. I think, um, yeah, it's such a good question. We just don't know. We just don't know. And, that's and fine. Um, you know, in the end, again, I think it's cool to talk about it. Like, mm. don't ever could talk about it for an okay. hour. But in the end, for practical uh, solution, I think it doesn't matter. You need to find what makes you feel good mm -hmm. and in touch, not good in a pleasure sense, but good in touch with that being. And if that being is now mm -hmm. has a higher purpose and it's, it's like you say, um, maybe a very old soul reborn. Mm -hmm. If you don't believe in all of that stuff, um, That's it doesn't fine. really matter, you know, totally. as long as you, you get, because, there is more than meets the eye. So if you don't believe in it, let me tell you something. At Mindset 2.0, we are about higher consciousness, mindset, and entrepreneurship. I do believe there is more than meets the eye. And I believe the reason for depression and suicide is because they don't know that there's a reason for their purpose. So I want to install it on everybody listening. There is a reason that you're born and you have a purpose and you are valuable. Carry on. Yes. Yes. You, know um, you do have a reason. You do have a purpose and you you should align yourself with that purpose, piece, or whatever you want. Have you watched Avatar? Yeah, long time Beautiful ago. Beautiful movie mm -hmm. about interconnected, how trees, bugs, yeah. humans, we're all interconnected. We're consciousness part of the planet. Start there, guys. Yeah, yeah. you all love mushrooms. You should oh, take my them. God. But not with it. I'm, the person I was going to take it with, he's not spiritual. So I'm scared oh, to take it with a non-spiritual yeah. person. He's open-minded but not spiritual. What if, like, or something happens? I'm not sure. Yeah, I was worried about it at the start, but... Um, was it okay? It was so... I think it was both times a very, very small oh. kind of dose. So it was very 
I was just happy and uh, I did hug a lot of trees. I'm going to put on a fairy costume and go down the river somewhere this weekend. All right, yeah, yes. lots of colours, lots of happiness. Um, Were you alone or with somebody? No, good friends. Guys, I want to take the shame out of mushrooms if anybody's watching this. Um, mushrooms are from the planet and back in the ancient times they used to take mushrooms as part of rituals and ceremonies. Mushrooms can be an intense spiritual and healing experience. If you've got trauma, addiction, go find a shaman or someone very experienced who's into um, spiritual stuff and experiment with them. Also, in the psychology world, they're now um, testing out. What are they testing out? Psilocybin. Wow. It is, um, it is actually coming back into science. And it's, it's a bit funny that yes. um, they're... Actually, LSD psilocybin, which is uh, in the magic mushrooms, mm -hmm. just a compound that makes you feel uh, like hallucinating and stuff. Um, it they, used to is be. That? Is that mushroom or Psilocybin is. Um, psilocybin is the one that's in the mushroom. Oh, LSD good. is the, the chemical form that comes in the. In the yeah. They're, they're just reproducing that and it's more powerful. It's yeah. apparently helping people in very small doses yes, with their therapy. Exactly. So it, they used to study um, hallucinogenics this way, uh, way back LSD, and then it sort of in the scientific community got a little bit, yeah, frowned upon. It was like, oh, it's a drug, you know, kind of thing. Um, and there was no funding for it, unfortunately. No Until funding now, for it. Yeah, that's just unfortunate how it works. I told you the system's broken. That's a whole lot of. They don't want funding for it. They'd rather fund. Yeah. They'd rather charge taxes on cigarettes and alcohols than fund things that can be therapeutic, in my opinion. Thank you. <laughs> Mic drop. I can yeah. sign <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's coming back now. Also in Australia, there's a few um, labs that got funding and approvals now to study psilocybin because it. it helps in therapy. Um, yeah, small doses. Uh, I think I think they do it mainly psilocybin. And I think also... Um, the MDMA kind of ecstasy kind of drugs in, in low doses. I don't know if that's in Australia yet, but there is definitely something there because it does change. Um, change it's just neurochemicals, mm -hmm. um, happiness, sadness, all like how, uh, what players are swinging around in your brain. Like if you do a cold shower, it changes it. If you meditate, it changes it. It's all about that and networks. Uh, and the drug changes have, that you're saying. Yeah, mm -hmm. so it influences um, your levels of, I know you hear about dopamine, serotonin, uh -huh. right? So what you do and see and hear, it all influences that. Mm -hmm. And so do drugs. And drugs can be in low doses used mm -hmm. to positively influence. Mm -hmm. um, also, I think with uh, PTSD, mm -hmm. so if you have a traumatic. Um, traumatic issue. issue like um i said even soldiers is a good example mm -hmm. and come back with very traumatic issues if you then live with a with a therapist through that experience while being on something like a low dose mm -hmm. of mdma you go through that same uh, um, traumatic experience but with with a positive uh, chemicals in your brain basically cool. so rewiring your memory around it this is in yeah very, that um, makes sense to me it makes sense yeah cool that is um how it works in a very um zoomed out perspective sometimes in our daily conscious life we're blocked off there's certain things that i want to remember from childhood and i can't remember them i can't remember certain good times but under certain influences you're going to be able to remember those times so things activate. So just imagine that you take something like mushrooms 
um, or something with a therapist and you're able to open up different portals and see things differently, it can be really transformative. On another note, last week I think it was, I woke up from a good good dream. Uh -huh. It could have been a strange dream to begin with, then it was a good dream. I was pregnant, both my exes were there, I've got great relationships with them, yeah. and there was beautiful horses everywhere. I woke up feeling ultra feminine, mm -hmm. and um, I didn't even like swear words around me, which was weird, that like, that femme. Anyway, when I woke up at 4.35 a.m. in the morning, when my brain waves were very calm, I don't know, better mm -hmm. mode or what they, whatever yeah. they call it. That's BC. Yeah, it's yeah. the best time to meditate in the morning, the best time for self-reflection when the brain is so calm. When I woke up laying on my side in bed, I started questioning myself. I had a very vulnerable, deep question about a certain issue that I had and where it came from. And mm -hmm. the answers came to me. And that reminds me of how people get in when they're influenced by certain states. There's answers that you are blocking out that you don't know about can come to you and you're able to see something from an eagle-eyed perspective. So you wake up from that experience feeling evolved and your reality can shift. Love it. Thanks. That hasn't happened to me. Oh, wow. Well, story. it can happen under the influence of something like we spoke about or straight, but it happened to me yes. straight. It was great. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Thanks, Sarah, for listening to my two-minute rant sometimes. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It gives me a break from talking. Totally. That concludes our conversation with Sarah. We loved having you here on My Entrepreneur and Thanks, hopefully, yeah. no worries, hopefully we can do this for years to come. There's yeah. so much that I want to learn and do with Sarah. Um, Sarah, where can people find you on social media? And um, let's just promote your two businesses that you're co-founding and launching below. List them out, social media. Yeah, down of course. Instagram. I, um, Instagram, that's just my name with oh. a dot in the middle. I'll list um, it below. Same on TikTok. Mm -hmm. create, it's a new TikTok account. Mm -hmm. My name, LinkedIn, you can connect with me there. I have nice. a Facebook page. And Maker and Hopscotch have their own, um, all right. own Instagrams too. So to make life easy, we'll link them all below. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, Sarah, did you have any last tips to give to our audience or any knowledge or anything that you wish you could have told your younger self? Yeah, just um, start today hmm. uh, with getting to know yourself. You're the most important person in your life. Um, don't wait. Don't wait to find anything, your passion, your purpose. Start Do the doing healing. something. Action yes. is um, the first step to success. And don't be afraid of failing. Take some risks. Surround yourself with people. Good people. That are on the same road. That it's easier that way. Absolutely. Good people are number one. Great, great tips. Surround yourself with good people. Take action. And don't stay in that job that you hate, guys. You can do anything yeah. you want to do. Apply yourself. Thanks, Sarah. Now we're going to go Thank hang you. out with Sarah for the next hour and we'll speak to you all later. Peace out. <laughs>